0: praise the lord job chapter 22 thank you job chapter 22 and verse 28 i need you to listen tonight i don't need you to play games on your phone or do your to-do list or do whatever else that you do i need you to open your heart and listen because the holy ghost wants to say something for him to come on me like that unexpectedly and so strong it means he's got an impartation for you job chapter 22 and verse 28 let's so start Verse 21, thy, Acquaint now thyself with him. Uh, the Amplified says, agree with him. And be at peace, thereby good shall come unto thee. Receive, I pray thee, the law from his mouth, that's his word, and lay up his words in your heart. Lay them up. That means you have to be meditating on them to lay them out. If thou return to the Almighty, you will be built up. Thou shalt put away iniquity, that thou shalt put away iniquity far from your tabernacles. Then thou shalt lay up gold as the dust, the gold of Ophar as the stones of the brooks. He's talking about financial prosperity there. Yea, the Almighty shall be thy defense. Thou shalt have plenty of silver. For then shalt thou have thy delight in the Almighty, and shalt lift up thy face unto God. Thou shalt make thy prayer unto him, and he shall hear thee, and thou shalt pay thy vows. Thou shalt also decree a thing and it shall be established unto thee, and light shall shine upon thy ways. When men are cast down, thou shalt say, there is lifting up, and he shall save the humble person. He shall deliver the island of the innocent, and it is delivered by the pureness of thy hands. Thou shalt decree, thou shalt decree a thing. Interesting. Thou shalt decree a thing, and it shall be established. It shall be established unto you. I, I can't quite put it in English. I could say it in tongues real good. I can't quite put it in English, but part of that when he opened up my spurt and he poured that thing in through Bill Winston this last week, yes. what I shared on Sunday, part of that impartation... Uh, is a lot of, there's a lot of a- aspects to it, so I, I'm not talking about all of them, but part of that impartation was, uh, was a fresh and new and, 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 I don't know, divine, for lack of a better word, divine, because it's from God, so it's divine, revelation about uh, how far behind I am, how, how far behind all of us are with our mouth. Yes. And I don't just mean making a good confession or not saying bad things. It's so far beyond that. If you're just focused on not saying bad things, you don't even really understand what God's talking about. It's not just about not saying bad things or being the confession, please, for your spouse or for your children. I'm talking about a revelation, understanding the system that God has put in the earth. And this is very important. And really, this is, this is, this is not really how to be led by the Spirit, but there are elements. Because the leading of the Spirit impacts and is interwoven into really everything. If you're going to walk a life in the spirit, you can't separate the leading of the spirit from everything else that you're doing because everything is interwoven together. So this is more about your words tonight, but really it's still connected to the leading of the spirit because here's the problem. A lot of people are decreeing things, saying things, confessing things, and believing for things, but those things didn't originate in God. And that's the problem. When you get a revelation that you have to hear from God, you have to know what God is saying to you, what God is dropping in your heart. When you get that and you don't doubt that, but you know, I have a word from God and you start to aggressively and ferociously decree that thing and don't let up for one second. I'm telling you, natural circumstances will bend to your words. The problem is people want things, so they find a scripture. Are you listening to me? I'm trying to help you. They found a scripture. They want something. They find a scripture, and they use that, and then they confess with the scripture. And, with the, and there's nothing wrong with that, because that is general. And there's nothing wrong with that. You can find a healing scripture. I mean, this is the base foundation of what we believe. You find a scripture that covers your case. You say that to the Lord. You, 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 you believe that you receive what you want, and you just stand on the word, and you do that. And that works... Don't get me wrong that works and that's the foundation of everything but there's a there's a whole there's a whole another realm to this to this whole thing and it's waiting on God until he speaks something to you and when he shows you something then you take those mechanics of faith and confession and you begin to say it but there's a it's a I can't explain it it's like it's different it's of a higher order it's of a higher level because it wasn't just you finding something That is a promise and standing on it, which works and which is the basics. That's elementary, but we're talking graduate level. This is where God comes to you and he shows you something and you take what he shows you and you begin to bend the natural realm to your will. Why do I say that? It's not, it is your will, but it's not your will. You are bending the natural realm to your will, but it's really God's will because God's the one that said it to you. And remember, you are God. I'm sure i'll get some letters over that But jesus says has did you not read? Jesus said it ye are little gods. That's what that's what it said in the old testament prophets Ye are small g little gods. In other words, there is a divine quality to you Oprah believes she is god capital g. That's wrong That's idolatry. That's deception. That'll send her to hell if she doesn't repent But you are see the devil will twist that You are not the God G, capital G, but you are little gods. Jesus quoted the Old Testament and it says, those that are sons of the Almighty are gods. In other words, there's a divine quality to us. There's a supernatural nature to us. And because we are the body of God, the body of Christ, we are one with Jesus, who is God, and the head's there, but the body's here, and the body is spreading out into this world. So wherever we go, Jesus goes, because wherever we go, we fill all in all with him. As the body of God, the body of Christ, you are the body of God. You are, a, you are partly God. Do you understand that? I'm saying that because if you get the worm mentality out, and you get the, I'm scrounging in the dirt, and I'm useless, and I'm not worthy, and all this nonsense, that's all religion. Jesus never demeans. He always elevates you into who you are in him. Religion will push you down and say, you can't do that. Who do you think you are? What are you, crazy? You can't do that. That's religion. God, Jesus lifts me up, and he says, do you understand who you are? Not because you're arrogant, but do you understand who you are? Mm -hmm. You are the body of God in the earth. And when it's enough, it's a powerful revelation just to find his word, stand on his word and say that word. that's, That's what, that's what, if you understand anything about what faith is, you understand that's the basics, but there is a higher plane that we have not really touched. I'm telling you, we haven't. And that is when the Holy Ghost reveals something to you that's according to the word, but he, you wait on him and he comes to you with it. Do you understand now he does he, he's fine with us going to him without the promises of the word for what we need and we should do that But what about when he comes specifically to us? Yes. And he says now this is what I want. This is what I want for you right. This is what I, this is what i've got for your future now. This is my plan for the next six months now when you get that word That's a specific word from the holy ghost in line with the written word and it's alive in your spirit Faith comes by that word as well as the written word The written word is for your general situations, and it can be for your specific situations. But in many cases, your specific situations need a word from the Spirit. It's the Word of God and the Word of the Holy Ghost. So the Spirit of God leads us through His written word, and then He also leads us through His specific voice and His inner witness to our life, because not everything you're going to cover, you're going to find a reference for. But in general, you will everything you go through, you'll find a general category here. But you're not always going to find the specifics. Yeah. Do you understand? So the Spirit of God brings those specifics to you. But I'm telling you, there's something, I, Jenny. It take time for me to, you know, you know, when you when you when something new comes, you got to break it down. Yeah. Your spirit you know what I mean? Like, like, you know, that cow that breaks it down, brings it up and you choose it, he breaks it down, you go brings it up. There's something that's throbbing with power. I can't quite explain it, but something came into me sitting there with Bill Winston. And God told me, I'm going to give you a major impartation. He doesn't always say that to me. I can count on one hand when he said that to me and something came in. I can't, I can't quite express it in English yet because I don't, it's too big for English words. I can't explain what I'm trying to say to you. but just give me some time because I'm breaking it down and then I'm bringing it back up and then I'm breaking it down and then I'm bringing it back up and I'm doing that day and night since the conference because I'm trying to get my mind enlightened my spirit knows it but my mind has to catch up with the bigness of this in my spirit and I'm seeing glimpses I'm seeing glimpses but they're only glimpses I I'm looking for the full for the full baby I'm looking for the full baby. But, but, but when God comes to you and gives you something... It's it's on a higher order than you just taking something and standing on it yeah. And you should take it and send it i'm not lessening that what i'm saying is that god wants to come to us more yes. And he wants to give us Specific words in line with his word and it could even be specific verses or it could be other things But that are in line with that and he wants us to lay hold of that our spirit lay hold of that thing Your spirit reaches out and it takes that thing and it lays hold of it and it holds it and your spirit is, is what, you, you know, your spirit, what he said, your spirit produces, your hands gather. Something has to come up out of your spirit, man. The spiritual production that starts inside and then words go out like, like missiles. Because you have to release your dominion or it won't work. But then as you do that, the natural realm bends to you and you start to to take it. But it doesn't just come because mentally you take a verse. Although you can get certain things on the lower level of, Lord, this is what your word says. I believe what your word says and I'm going to receive it now by faith and I'm going to speak it and I'm going to believe it. That's the baseline and that works. I'm, 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 God's taking us beyond kindergarten. Yes, thank God. That is kindergarten faith. Half the, some people don't even understand kindergarten faith. They just talk about their problem and whine about it. You've got to find the scripture that covers your case. You've got to present it to God and say, father, your word says, now I stand on your word. And because of your word that brings me faith, I believe I receive this thing now in Jesus name. And then you do those eight C's, but those are still kindergarten. I'm talking about more than just you initiating. I'm talking about God initiating. When God initiates something in you about a business, about new clients, about a relationship, about your health, about this or about that. When he comes to you, something comes inside your spirit and knowing I'm telling you, faith will rise because of that word that he gave you. And if you will start to speak, and I mean speak With venom, if you can understand what I'm saying. I mean ferocious speaking. I mean believing with all your heart that what you say will come to pass. And not doubting in any way, shape, or form. Because you so are convinced that what he said is going to happen. That natural realm will bend to that. Your spirit is actually producing results being released through your words. And in the natural realm, things start to change and then you, you, you gather those blessings unto you. Yes. Yes. But they start in the spirit yes. and they, they are communicated by your words. Amen. Words are a powerful weapon in our arsenal yep. and we take them too lightly and we speak things that are nonsense. It, I'm serious. Yes. The Lord said to me a little while ago, you know, because he's my friend. He talked to me as a friend, but he also whipped me as a papa. And he said, he said to me one day, he said, I like your personality. I said, well, well, thank you. Uh, Thank you, Lord. He was referring to my jovialness, cracking jokes, trying to get people to laugh. I'm a little bit mischievous. I just naturally am. He said, I I like your personality. I like you. that's That's not a bad thing. You understand? That kind of comedic attitude. But he said to me, he said, You better keep it in check. I said, Lord, what are you talking about? And he took me to some scriptures that talk about jesting, jesting robs the anointing. Then he took me to A.A. Allen. And the list that God gave him when he sat in that closet for days on end, fasting and praying about the price to pay for the anointing, the miracle anointing of God. And one of the things on that list was jesting, always joking, always playing the fool. Now I don't always do that, but and he said he he, he balanced it because he doesn't want me to turn into a prune. Do you understand? Jesus, Jesus was the life of the party. Everybody liked being around him, especially the drunkards. Now, drunkards like being around people. I know some folks that have got drunk, although I haven't. And apparently when you're drunk, you, you lose your inhibitions. You laugh a lot. You do things you would not normally do. And so people that are that kind of a way, they don't want to be around stiff people. They want to be around people that are enjoying life the way they are whether they're drunk or not they want to be around people that have that same flow the sinners love jesus that shows me he was very spiritual but he wasn't religious he wasn't legalistic he wasn't a stiff board because if he was people wouldn't have been enjoyed being around him so there is a very fine balance between jesting that will hurt the anointing and then being a sourpuss where nobody wants to be around you because you're trying to be spiritual 24 7. We've been with Pastor Nancy where she's where we've asked her to tell stories and I tell I ask her to tell it on purpose because I know I'm priming the pump and I don't mean for to get revelation I mean to get her to laugh. There's certain stories when I ask her to tell it and she don't know why I'm doing that. But I'll say mom tell me that story there and she'll start but it's it's inevitable. I mean there's certain stories that make the last time I asked her to do that we were in a restaurant. She laughed so hard she almost fell off her seat onto the floor. And I'm not exaggerating. Now, you don't know Pastor Nancy like that because you don't see her like that. But Pastor Nancy knows how to have fun. She knows how to laugh, I mean, until she is spitting up her drink. And there is a place for that. And there is, that's right to be that because we have a range. God made us to have a range of emotions. What God was simply saying to me is keep your comedic nature in the middle of the road and don't edge to the ditch. You better keep that in check. That's what he was saying. He didn't say erase it. He said, keep it in check because if I not keep it, listen to me, listen to me. Are you listening? I'm trying to help you. Because he said to me, he said, if you're always joking with your words, you're not really believing that what you're saying is going to happen because you're joking all the time. And what you're saying, oftentimes as a joke, you don't want to happen (laughs) because you're joking. You're having fun. And he said, there's nothing wrong with that. In other words, don't just keep it in the middle of the road. Don't be weird with this. But what he was trying to show me is, I'm bringing you to another level. I'm trying to get you to another place where you truly believe that what you say will come to pass. Where you truly believe that what you say, that you have creative power in your mouth and you have the dominion of heaven in your tongue and what you say, the natural, will bend to your words. You can't get to that level if you're undoing that process By all the time joking. Because you don't really believe what you're saying is going to come pass, and neither should you because it's a joke. So if you're doing that more than the other thing, you are training yourself without realizing not to really believe what you say. Are you listening? Now he said to me, the other side works, but you don't, he wasn't dealing with me. He said, because you don't have that problem. Maybe you have that problem. I'm just telling you, he said, you don't have that problem, but other people have that problem. He said, just as detrimental as it is to be joking all the time, saying things that are silly, which is fine within reason, but every time you do that, you know what you're saying is not coming to pass. You're not believing what you're saying is coming to pass, but you can start to train yourself subconsciously that what you say is not going to come to pass. He said, now that's one area in jesting. But he said, there's another area. And he said, you don't struggle with it. And I don't. He knows me. I don't struggle with it. But he said, many people do. And that is speaking negative. It's not about joking. It's about always talking about the problem and always talking about the negative side. Now, I personally don't struggle with that. But there are people, maybe maybe my struggle is more, maybe just stay in the middle of the road. Keep that in check. Don't get too comedic it'll hurt your faith. But other people, that may not be their issue. Their issue may be they're just always half glass people. They're always seeing things negative. They're always thinking things negative. They easily complain. They easily whine. They're easily, they just, it comes naturally to them to talk about the problem. Oh my God, it's, what's going to happen? And there's just, there's always that flow and it's their personality. They're not demonic. It's just their personality. They better get that in check because if you're always saying those kind of things, what you're doing is you're you're not using your mouth for what it was intended for, for creative projects. You are using your mouth to talk about all the problems and all the negatives and all the things that you don't like. But your mouth wasn't designed for that. You've got to keep that in the middle of the road. And and if anything, try to lessen that a little bit, because you've got to train yourself to talk less. Are you listening to me? (laughs) You do. I'm trying to help you to get to another level here. We've got to all train ourselves to talk less on the useless talk. Yes, and start to believe consciously and intentionally. My mouth is a creative force field. My mouth is, the, is, is connected to my spirit. My mouth is, my tongue is connected to my spirit now when god shows me something in my spirit or i just find a verse that's in my spirit because revelation's there but a higher level is when god comes to you with something and my spirit knows it and it's connected to my tongue and when i say that thing i am literally speaking for god my mouth becomes a creative force field and what i say i believe will actually happen and the natural sphere will bend itself to my will because my will is God's will, because I am the child of God, the son of God, the body of Christ. And when God comes and says, say this, and I'm saying it, it's as if God is saying it. And it will bend. Natural realms will bend for me. Things will turn for me. Impossible situations will turn for me, because I believe that what I say is going to come to pass, and what I'm saying, God put in me it's a it's a it's a powerful revelation but what will rob you from that is always training a subconsciously yourself without realizing it that you don't really believe what you say is going to come to pass because you're always saying stupid things stupid things means always jesting things or it means always negative things both of them are stupid things I'm not saying be a mime. I'm not saying you can never say something that is not positive and of faith. I'm not saying that you can never have fun and you can never joke. What I'm saying is we have to become more conscious than ever before. That we are not like every other Christian out there. Why? Not because we're better, because we've been taught. And if they had been taught, they would be like us. We're not better. We just are more privileged because we've heard the message And those poor folks are in churches that don't teach them anything most of the time We have been taught something very precious and it's becoming the teaching is increasing and the revelation is growing Week by week and month by month and i'm telling you we've got to understand that our mouth Our mouth is our mouth is the key Our words are the key Thing on our day-to-day living Now let me give you a couple examples when he said that to me in the service, he said, this is the first night, Monday night. She's talking on being specific. And the Lord said to me, I've quoted it on Monday, but I'm, on Sunday, but I'm just giving you the, the gist of it. He basically said, uh, she said, stand up, pastor, be specific, and it will come to pass, something like that. And then the Lord said to me, now, I want you to talk to me specifically because I've been bubbling inside you about growth in the church. And I've, I've been bubbling that for about six months. And he says, but, but you're not asking me for the specifics. You're just talking about evangelism and you're saying we're believing for this, but you don't, you haven't got specific. So he said, talk to me about that. And I said, Lord, when I get to the hotel room, I'm going to talk to you about it. He said, talk to me now. But Lord, she, she's preaching. God don't seem to care. Sometimes he wants to talk to you now. He don't care what's going on. He said, ask me now. So I said, Lord, regarding the church growth that's been bubbling, you see, every pastor wants their church to grow, but the spirit is not bubbling in every pastor for their church to grow. Are you listening? Everybody wants their church to grow. (laughs) Do you know what I'm saying? But the Holy Ghost is not bubbling or bearing witness or communicating about church growth all the time. And a spiritual pastor needs to watch what the Spirit of God is, is dealing with them about because that's the emphasis of where the prayer teams pray. That's the emphasis of what you preach. That's the emphasis yes, of amen. what the staff are praying out. Yes. What the Spirit is bubbling is the emphasis. Yes. And if he's not bubbling growth, then you shouldn't just be talking about stuff that he's not bubbling about. Right. Are you with me? Yes. That's called being a carnal church then you get your focus off what the Spirit of God is saying. Because he might be saying, I want you to focus on repentance for a while. And he knows about the growth and he knows about everything else. But whatever he's emphasizing, that's what the pastor should be preaching. That's what the people should be praying. So just because everybody wants it to grow and just because you can, yes, talk about it even if he's not speaking to you about it because it's a general thing that we've got to do evangelism. But when he's bubbling, when he is bearing witness, when something is rolling and and boiling inside, the spirit of God knows the mind of God and he is authoring something inside me, not me, him. Now, now I wasn't skillful. What I should have done is gone and said, give me specifics about this. But you see, it took my pastor to teach me that. So in that service, I said, now, Lord, what about the specifics about this? And he said to me, in this season, now, I don't know exactly know what season means, because season is a very vague term, because I said, is this for 24? And he answered, because that's like out of our years of death, and that's beginning of increase. And he said, no, he said, in this season, meaning right now, starting in June. He said, in this season, I want you to believe me for 50 new people. But he spoke that number. Yeah. So he spoke the general generally just bubbling, it's time for growth. But because I didn't go to him, he didn't give me specifics. What if he's been bubbling in you something about a business, but you won't go to him and talk to him? You'll just wander around like I'm wandering around, like others are wandering around, just talking general. But you can't latch your tongue to your spirit if you only have general. You won't be as efficient. You won't be as effective. You've got to know the specifics of your spirit man so you can say that so that your mouth can create that thing. Because your mouth can create things. God's mouth created it. Your mouth can create it. Amen. You're listening to me. So he said, 50 people. Now, th- so I got that. He didn't say nothing more to me. But when I was, uh, when I was at home yesterday, the Holy God, I, was, I was talking to him, and the Holy Ghost said to me, now, you see, now he's, he's, he's adding to it. Now he's giving me more instructions. He says, now that you know what I've said, Look at those chairs and command them to be filled. But you're not just doing a little namby-pamby, you know, I just believe all these chairs are going to be filled. This is not that. This is my mouth will create things because I have God's specific word in my spirit and it cannot fail. And he said, now, now he said this to me yesterday. He said, now, when you walk into church tomorrow night, he said, I want you to call in, call in general the seats to be filled, but specifically specify those 50 chairs. And he says, now, do you believe that this will come to pass? I said, Lord, I, I can't, it's like I can't doubt. It's like there's no doubt in me. And I'm not just saying that to sound spiritual. I can't doubt even if i wanted to doubt i can't doubt because the word was so clear the word was so crystal clear i know exactly what god is saying now the devil will try to hinder these things but that's where our dominion comes into play that's where intercessory prayer comes into play because some of the stuff has to be birthed but it's not just the birthing is such an important process but don't don't lessen the commanding process the dominion of your mouth will cause things to turn for you are you listening So I'm in this service now. I couldn't get here before all of, you know, I couldn't get here while it was empty. I'm in this service now. And so, Father, I say in Jesus' name, I call these chairs full in the name of Jesus, and I call 50 of them immediately full in the name of Jesus. I command it to come to pass. My spirit reaches out, lays hold, and my mouth filled with dominion, commands it to manifest for me. And because it's of the spirit, it will surely come to pass. And my hands will gather what my spirit produced. Hallelujah. What the Holy Ghost got from the mind of the father that he put in my spirit that I spoke out with dominion, not doubting, but believing. Now the spirit of God can angels and all the different that they're going to cause that to come to pass. You watch and see. You wait and see. You wait and see. And then I said, well, Lord, where's the evangelism side of things? Now, I'm not lessening the evangelism side of things because there's, this, there's, a, pl- there's a place for that. And if God's touching your heart to talk to somebody, you better obey him. Yeah. But he said, to, uh, this is like a, such a higher level. I can't explain it. And it. But Jenny, he started getting over to me. He said, if you believe this, and if this is authored by me, he said, whether there's evangelism or not, it'll come to pass. See, because what what our nature is, is to reach out to how we can figure it out. Well, I could figure it out if 50 people invited one person, then we could figure that out. Now, that doesn't mean that people shouldn't invite people. And when God tells you to invite them, invite them. But what God's trying to say is don't look to how you can figure it out. Just believe me and don't enter your thinking as to how. That's the problem. When he said, believe me for money, he said, don't enter your thinking as to how. See, the reason we get afraid is because we're trying to figure it out. Are you listening to me? I don't care how I'm telling you it's coming to pass. Some time ago, and I can't get specifics because it's with a family member that's not in Canada. And so just just don't try to figure it out because you won't be able to. But the Lord said to me, there's a family member who doesn't really like you. Wow, what a shock. (laughs) And uh, anyway... And uh, because they're religious and I'm not, and so anyway. Uh, And he said, uh, now they're going through a hard time. I want you to help them financially. What? I said, Lord, I got four hungry kids, (laughs) a semi-hungry wife, and I do double take on everything. I said, we got a lot going on here. I'm using my faith just for what we are doing. He said, I want you to help them. I tell you, Greg, it felt like I felt the bottom fall out of my stomach. And so I immediately start thinking, okay, well, long-term savings, well, that's gone. Well, that vacation that we're planning in two years, I guess that's gone. You see, what am I doing? I'm, figuring, I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to do this. Yeah. Do you understand? Yeah. And so I, 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 was, and I was getting more discouraged as I was, and he, st- he said, what are you doing? I said, well, I'm trying to obey you. I know this is going to cost 30 or 40,000 to help this person. I don't have that right now, Lord. So I've got to figure out how, what am I going to do to get that? How am I going to get that? Because I know you told me to do it. So I'm trying to figure it out. And he says, so you think when I ask you to do something, I'm going to ruin your life over it. Uh-oh. right. It's not right. I have conversations with God. And I said, to be honest with you, Lord, the thought did cross my mind. Because I have some plans, long-term plans that we are slowly saving toward. And, and if I do what you're asking, those plans are axed. Do you understand? Yes. And he said to me, "Just I know it sounds obvious, but when you've got that knot in your stomach, because he's asked you to do something that you can't afford, and, it, and it's threatening everything that you've saved and planned and everything, then you'll know what I'm talking about. Good, yeah. But he said to me, I'll never ruin your life yeah. or ruin your joy no, yeah. because I ask you to sow seed. I said, okay, Lord, I repent, but you're asking me to do something that I don't have the money for. So the only way I'm going to do that is if I, if I ax all these other things. And he said, no, I didn't get it. He said, I don't ruin your life. When I ask you to do something, I don't steal your joy. When I ask you to do something, I said, well, then how is it going to happen? If you're saying these things are still in play, how am I going to do this? I can't figure it out. And he spoke to me and he said, you don't need to. I said, what do you mean I don't need to? If I don't figure it out, it's not going to happen. I'm very, very methodical. You know what he said to me? He said, my word says I'll give seed to the sower. He said, all I need you to do is agree. Just say, I agree to sow that seed, a large seed to a family member that I really don't want to sow it into, who's not even saved. But just say you agree. Lord, I agree that I'll do it. And I said, Lord, I agree that I'll do it. Then he said, now say, Lord, I don't know how I'm going to do it. I said, Lord, I have no idea how I'm going to do it. Then he said, now say, Lord, you don't ruin my life. I said, Lord, you don't ruin my life. He said, say, Lord, you don't take my, my joy from me. Lord, you don't take my joy from me. Lord, if you told me to do it, give me the seed to do it. I said, Lord, then I got bold. Lord, because now I see all my plans haven't been axed. Oh my God, then the boldness came back. I said, Lord, I'll give those plans up for you because I'll do anything for you. But you're teaching me that you're not trying to ruin me for me to sow. So Father, and this is not even to a church. It's not even to the ministry. This is not for the gospel. This is for some family member who's not saved. Not a worthy cause in my opinion. But the Holy Ghost thought it was a worthy cause. And he's, he's better at this than me. So I understood. I said, "Lord, oh!" So I thought about it afterward. I thought, "So that's why I got afraid. Yeah. Fear came when the word of God came, but it's not because God brought fear. How, why did I why did I get afraid? I got afraid because I was trying to figure out how to do it. Yeah. That's right. mm-hmm. yeah. Amen. Why do you get offended when we ask for an SAP offering? Yeah. Do you know that one third of the church didn't give anything, not one penny?" One out of every three people sitting here, (laughs) okay, I'll move right along. But you know what that says to me as a pastor? What that says to me as a pastor is when God through me casts vision, you get afraid. Just like happened when he asked me about that seed. And you get, when you get afraid, you get angry. When you get afraid, you can get offended. When you get afraid, you can, you can blame people. Because why are you afraid? You're afraid and I'm afraid because you're trying to figure out how you're going to do the 13, 15 or whatever it is, 100. And you don't have it. Or you have it, but it's for your joy. And you don't want to ax your joy plans to pay for a building. I understand. I don't understand this because I do it with joy for the church because it's God's house. But I understand because I'm dealing with a a non-worthy cause in my opinion. And it's a heck of a lot more than 15 measly hundred dollars. Do you understand? So I'm afraid because I'm trying to, how am I going to do this? It's going to ruin my life. And what God's trying to say to me is, son, if I lead you in your spirit, are you listening to me? If it's from me, I'll never ruin. Now, sometimes I look for a sacrifice, but I'll pay you back. When you lend to the poor, when you give to the poor, you lend to me. I'll pay my debts. And so I'm not ruining anything. I don't want you to figure out. I just want you to agree. I want you to get over into faith. And I want you to say, Father, give me the idea. Give me the seed. Give me whatever has to happen so I can obey you and do this. But you're not ruining my life. You're asking me to believe you for a seed. Are you listening? It makes the difference how you respond when god asks you for money yes. determines your spirituality Amen. so i'm pretty spiritual when it comes to and i do a lot more than $1500 okay for our church because i'm the pastor and i should be setting an example and i do with my wife but but i don't have a problem with that but you see god's taken me past the 1500 and the 3000 and the 5000 and the 9000 and the 15000 and now he's talking into 30 40 50000 seed gifts and not even for the ministry so i at my choke point, point. and the choke point means your fear point. Yeah. Why? If you'll just listen to me and meditate on this until it becomes revelation, it will save you a lot of pain for the future. When God asks you for money, he's not going to ruin your life. He is going to give you the money to sow. All you need to do is say yes. Now listen, are you listening to me? I'm I'm still talking about words because he said to me now you've said these confessions lord You don't ruin my life lord. You don't take my joy lord If you're asking me to do it, then you give me the seed to do it See i'm confessing that i'm renewing my mind about that The fear is leaving me and joy is coming about that seed now because now I realize he's not asking anything He's just going to somehow give it to me Then he said now that you know, it's of your spirit start to commend that to come in You see, that's the difference between agreeing and commanding. You have to agree to get your attitude right so that your heart's open, so that you're not in rebellion and in fear. But then once your heart's open and right, start to use your creative portal. And he said, now start saying, come in in Jesus' name. I commend you. The Lord has need of thee. The donkey is tied up. What we need is tied up start to say the lord has need of thee now you get in my name and in the last two days two thousand dollars has already come in and i've only been saying it for two days Praise god. the first day i said it a thousand dollars showed up i said my god i'm thinking what can i buy i mean i'm re- i didn't connect it i said i need another this i need another that and i heard the holy ghost say that's for that uh, and the next day, I, now you come in in Jesus' name. And another thousand dollars showed up. Not from our church. Not from you people sitting in the pews. Remember, you don't want to give anyway because a third of you didn't do anything. I can provoke them a little bit, Jenny. But two-thirds of you were very generous. So thank you. The other third, you better, you better pay attention because God's trying to get you out of your poverty. He's trying to get you into abundance and he can't if you disobey the pastor because my voice to you when God says raise an offering, you don't need the Holy Ghost to bear witness because God is speaking to you through your pastor and that is the word of God to you. You don't need to ask him, is it your will? It is his will because he told me. Do you understand? And I'm not telling you to sow it into Greg. Then you need to ask if it's his will. I'm not asking you to sow it into me. Then you need to ask him if it's his will. I'm asking you to sow into his house. You don't need to ask him if it's his will. The answer is yes. All you need to do is, Lord, how much? They gave a general amount. What is the amount for me? Is it 10,000? Is it 100? What is the amount for me? That's your only question, not should I give. That shows me, Jenny, that the congregation, we think we're so great in this church, but we're not. Because it shows me that a lot of people are unrenewed in their thinking and poverty in their mindset. When you know something in your spirit, 50 people, agree with it and command it to start coming. Natural will bend to your words. Thou shalt decree a thing and it shall be established. The literal Hebrew word means it shall rise up to meet you. It shall, if god has to make it he'll make it if angels have to create it They'll create it if god has to do whatever he has to do it will rise up to meet you You've got to agree and you've got to command And the natural will bend to you With that seed god said agree. It took a lot kim for me to agree Because I was afraid Because i'm seeing all the plans I have for my children we want to go on a family holiday in a few years. We take them to Africa. I want them to see where I grew up. I want them to see the animals. I want them to have a, a, ch- a cheetah lick their hand. Have you ever had a cheetah lick your hand? They've got sandpaper for tongues, and it's awesome. They lick too long, they'll take your skin right off. But it's really cool. We've got to have Luke pet the cheetah and have the cheetah lick his hand. We've got to have the baby giraffes. He needs to ride the baby rhinos. I've got a place to take him for all that stuff. You can ride ostriches. Now, I could ride an ostrich, but it would kill the ostrich. So I'm probably not going to. My mother used to grow up riding ostriches. Right, Mom? You used to grow up. And she told me they would have, instead of horse races, they'd have ostrich races. That's so so I'm, I'm, I'm using my faith for every little extra that I can find because I want to take my children to Africa. And I don't think that there's anything wrong with that. And so this, when he says do this, that, that, those, that's, oh those plans are over. No Africa for my kids. Because what? Some person that didn't take care of themselves needs help? That's ridiculous. But the Lord said, son, I'm authoring this. I'm taking care of this family member because I love them. And I want their heart to turn toward me. And you're going to help because you're a man of faith. And the first time in my life, I wanted to say, no, I'm not. (laughs) You're a man of faith. You're a man of the spirit and you're going to help but you're going to ruin my Africa plans. I'm not ruining nothing. When I talk, I don't ruin. Yes, ask me, ask for, the me for the money. Lord, I agree, and I thank you that you give seed to the sower. Yes. Well, that's all sweet and fluffy, but that ain't going to do it. That's just agreement. Now he said, ask me. Now commend the money to come in. Yes. It will obey your voice because it came out of your spirit. Yeah. Your spirit can never be overcome. If it's authored by the Holy Ghost and you say it with authority, believing and not doubting, it cannot fail. Yes, sir. It can't. I'm not saying every day $1,000 is coming in, but I'm not saying that every day $1,000 isn't coming in. But I can promise you something. I'm still going to Africa. My babies are going to see the ostriches. And I'm not ruining, God's not going to ruin those plans to help somebody but he wants to help somebody, but God has a lot of ways to get money to you. God has a lot of sources. Angels are amazing at bringing in things to pass. All they need, all you need, is it from God? Let me agree and get my attitude right. That's the first thing. You can't even use your faith till your attitude's right. Now let me command with everything I've got. Believe Mark 11:23 If you say to this mountain, be removed and cast into the sea, and don't doubt in your heart, but believe. I could say with all your heart that those things which you say are going to come to pass. Believe it will obey you. You will have anything you say. So now that I've got God on the inside, Taylor, God authored this, and he's not ruining my life. God authored this. This is from the Holy Ghost. I'm in agreement. I'm in faith. I'm not in rebellion. My heart is pure. I'm willing to do whatever it takes to obey him, but he's not going to ruin, because that's not his nature. He's going to provide new seed, and I now start to commend. I commend you. I commend you. I commend you. Come to me. And it will obey me. And in two days, it's already started to obey me. What I'm telling you is practical. What I'm telling you is real. I don't know how it's going to come, but it comes. Sometimes God gives me an idea. I work that idea. Other times he tells me to do certain things. I do those things. Other times I don't know how it's going to come. And I don't need to know how it's going to come. I need to believe when I speak. Because my mouth is a creative portal, Jenny. It will create things. As I close, it's 851. Let me tell you one more. I didn't even get to my other verses, but it don't matter. Let me just, t- let me get you. Oh, Jesus, help me. Oh, God, I'm going to mess with them now, Lord, and I'm looking forward to it. So I'm getting a little older. Like Dr. Dufresne said, Okay, I'm not going to say that. Um, I'm getting a little older and not everything. Okay, let me me rephrase. I'm getting a little older and everything is working great. But sometimes when I wake up in the morning (laughs) and I try to get out of bed, I feel like I can't walk. (laughs) My back's sore, my hips are sore, something's stiff you know what I mean? It lubes up in a bit. (laughs) Other times, then I'm like, my memory, like, I remember this, and I don't remember that. Not like, your name's Jessica, I remember that, but (laughs) like, what did, what was the seventh point of our meeting last Thursday? Because we had four meetings, and I need to memorize the whole thing, and I can't remember the seventh point. I'm talking about that kind of memory, which is not really memory loss, but it bothers me, because I used to be able to remember everything, and then, uh, you know, I don't have sometimes as much energy, And then, you know, this and that, little things. So I called up my dear friend, Dr. Hadabaugh, who's a registered nutritionist. And I said, now, these are my symptoms. So he write them all down. (laughs) We had a person face-to-face meeting. He wrote them all down. And he says, okay. Now, he says, now, this man knows what he's talking about. And he's a very great help to me. So I'm not mocking. He says, now, listen, let me give you this. You're going to take these pills, and it's for that. And then he said, these pills is for that. And he says, these pills is for that. Vitamin. Vitamins, not, nothing chemical. These are all natural. These things is for that. Now, you Now you know That other thing you said, no, this thing, take care of that. And, 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 the, and everything's working fine, but some things are slowing down. My, my body is just not where, I still think that I'm 25. But my body doesn't act like it's 25 on command. So I took the pills. There's 30 of them. And I have a little satchel, a little a little thing. I buy I buy uh, the Ziploc bags, but I buy the the snack size Ziploc bags because I don't want to waste the Ziplocs. I don't need I don't need sandwich size. That's a waste. So I buy snack size. Snack size are only this tall and they're that wide. And I put the 30 pills in there. I know exactly. I can just look at them, I know what they're for. I know their colors, I know their sizes, I know their shapes. You can just, I can put all the things, I say, that's for that, that's for that. I need six of those, I need two of those, I need one of those. I mean, I'm a genius at this. I, I've worked it out. Okay? And, and I take it and I put them in my satchel and I put them in my pocket, get them nice and warm, you know? I'm just kidding. And then, and then uh, I can't take them with water because I gag. After I fasted 40 days, sometimes water makes me want to throw up. Seriously because that's all I drank was water, and so I've decided that I hate water, and so I drink it, but it has to be hot or cold. I can't drink lukewarm, because I'll throw up. No, I'm serious, so, and the pills, because some of them are honkers, and you can't get them down your throat with water, so I've learned that the best way to do it is take it, like, with a milk, or a milkshake, or anything that stimulates your, 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 like, you know, like, when you, something sweet or whatever, it makes your mouth, I don't know what that does, but it helps, it helps you, just so that you know, when you're taking a big honker, take, say, orange juice or something, because it help you swallow it, or milk coats it, so, just a, so I'm a professional, so, that, so I know what I'm doing, and then I've got my shake with all the green, weird stuff, seeds and corns, and I don't know what's in that shake, but I make that shake, and, 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 then, I, and then I drink that shake, because it's got it's a milky kind of a substance so I take all the pills with the shake and I just say to myself while I'm doing it Jenny hears me I say I'm drinking liquid gold I'm helping my and it does you know what I noticed within three weeks all the pain stopped in my legs I'd wake up there'd be no pain I had more energy just there was a deficiency of minerals and vitamins and there's natural things my brother and sister that you just got to take care of with natural things right? So I'm doing that. (laughs) But then after the Bill Winston meeting, God messed me up. And he started talking to me. This this is in the last just few days. And he said, how do you, this is what he said, how do you enjoy taking 30 pills a day? I said, Lord, I don't know where you're going with this, but I personally hate it. Stupid pills. But I'm going to take them because they are helping. I can see a difference in my body. I can actually see a difference. It's not just Jameson These are The highest quality pills That you can buy and it costs me Money to buy them I won't buy them for my kids, they're too expensive to buy For the kids, you know, their bodies Will rebound, (laughs) they're young They don't need no pills, just eat whatever you're gonna eat I never had pills, I was fine This is not for them, this is for me, I can't afford to do it for them I just do it for me And, And if Jenny's behaved, then I'll buy her some But I don't always buy her any because she seems to be healthier. But I, I'm a little bit, I don't know, something not, maybe the weight, I don't know. Just not always working right. So Jenny, it works, works like magic. I couldn't believe it. I said, and I'm thanking, Lord, I thank, you for, I thank you that I'm stronger, I'm healthy, I feel so much better. And I'm losing weight as well. I said, Lord, I'm sure it's all a combination of factors, but thank God for those pills. And I mean it. Because God made your body to have certain vitamins and nutrients and minerals. But he, after that Bill Winston, I wish I hadn't gone to that Bill Winston now. But after that Bill Winston, no, I'm glad I did. Because revelation came in. He started talking to me on the way home. And he said, how do you enjoy taking your 30 pills? I said, personally, I hate it, but they're working. You know what he said to me? He said, your mouth will work too. Yes, sir. So good. Absolutely. What? <laughs> I'm just telling you what I heard. Yeah. Your mouth will work too. Yes. I said, no, hold on a second. You're trying to tell me these pills, they're physical. There's things in them. I don't know what, but there are things in them. And they're helping this thing. And you're telling me that I could stop taking them? And my, wor- my words, words, not pills, not vitamins and nutrients and supplements, words, my words will take care of the same thing. And he said, absolutely. You have no idea what the power of your words. That's why you're reliant on natural things. Now, listen to me. He didn't tell me to stop taking them. So don't be stupid and stop taking your medication if it's keeping you alive. He didn't say stop taking it. What he was saying is, son, there's a higher realm. You're so used to the lower realm because the lower realm takes no faith. Danielle, do I have to have faith? To take the honker and swallow it. No, I just swallow it. Do I have to believe the honker's working today? I believe it's working. I don't have to believe. It does it, whatever it does, and I don't know what it does, but it makes me feel better. So does that require any faith? But it works. He didn't say stop taking them. He said there's a higher flow. You're so used to the low, you're so used to scratching in the dirt. He said there's a whole other realm. Your words can do the same thing. You just don't believe it. So what am I going to do? Well, I took 30 pills today. And I got my satchel ready for tomorrow. But what I'm going to do, I'm not going to stop them. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to meditate on this until, it, until I get more clarity, more wisdom. I know the mind of God more. I build my faith on this. And then I'm going to probably, uh, not because not I'm lacking faith, but I'm probably going to test it out and say, well, the ones that help, it's a special thing from Jap- Japan, Uchi Nakawaki, or whatever it's called. And, 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 it, and I don't know what it does, but it's only found in Japan and it's seaweed based or some nonsense like that. But I'm telling you, you got stiffness, my God, it disappears. The Japanese know what they're doing in those, in those, in those fields. Don't, don't take too much credit now. The Japanese know what they're doing. So I don't know what that stuff does, but it does work. So I'm going to test it, Kim, and I'm just going to maybe lessen some of that use my words. I want to see that, that my words does the same thing as those pills do. And then I'm going to test it on the next thing. And then I'm going to test it on the next thing. Then I'm going to test it on the next thing. And I don't know when, but one day, Lorraine, I will throw the snack things in the garbage. And I will save myself some money every month. I'm not against pills. I'm not against vitamins. You can see that I am doing it. The Lord just said to me, your words will work too. What he's trying to say is, son, you're in a totally different category, but you don't really know you're in that category because you're scratching around in the dirt. And was it wrong for somebody to tell me to take vitamins? No. Were they helping me? Yes. Is it wrong for me to do it? No. Did God tell me to stop? No. But God wants to get us. You speak to those chairs, I'll fill them you speak to that 40, 30, whatever it is, 1,000, I'll cause it to come. Amen. You speak to your body. Yes. You speak to your cells. Amen. Now, you've also got to do your part. You can't eat cheese pizza every night and coconut cream pie and then expect your words to work. You can't. You have to, you have to follow natural law. Yes. If you're overweight, you need to lose weight. If you're not sleeping, you need to sleep. Yes. If you're stressing, you need to quiet your mind. There's natural things that you've got to do. Yes. But I'm telling you, if you're doing your part, I'm not talking about pills. I'm talking about your part and you use your faith and you use your words your words can change your body your words can change your body your words can change your body your words can change your thoughts your words can change relationships your words can change new clientele lists and business ideas your words can change governments your words can stop armies because the man of God said, there's more for us than there are with them. And he says, now nah, I commend you, you are all blind. And instantaneously they were blind. They didn't even fight because you can't fight when you're blind. What if the church in the Ukraine were to rise up? What if they were to rise up? Which they're not, but what if they were to rise up and say, I commend you to be blind. Because God spoke it in their spirit. And they agreed with it and they believed and they, dom- they dominated their realm from their spirit, man. You don't think in a better covenant God can blind yes. people if he did it in a lesser covenant? Yes. We have so much power to stop things, but we're scratching in the dirt. And if we can't even believe for our bodies to yes. be better, yes. how are we going to believe for the Canadian government to be better? Yes. Is there anything wrong with taking pills? No. But how am I going to get to that level up there where I'm dealing with the nation of Liberia? How am I going to do that if I don't even have faith for my own winkly little body? Piddlywinks. Are you listening to me? Praise God. Hallelujah. The Lord is good. There's doors that are opening in Africa. The president, the one who's running against the president and all of them believe that he's gonna get in because of the corruption, he's born again. He said to Matthew, please ask Pastor Craig to come lay hands on me. I will kneel before him. I need him to lay hands on me and release the blessing of God for me to help turn this country around. Poor Matthew forgot and told me on the way to the airport. I said, Matthew, I think it would be more important for us to go and visit the potential new president of your nation and me to pray for him than me have a nap in the afternoon. But if you don't tell me, I don't know. It's not his fault. He's just so, you know what he was like. He was so busy. Every, every minute of the day, he's... So things are forgotten. But what I'm saying is that how we're supposed to... We're, we're believing God to open up nations. If I can't believe from my body with my words, where am I, how am I going to believe for nations? Is God against pills? No, he's trying to get you to a higher level. He's trying to get you to understand your words will change things for you. And he's trying to get you to change things up in this realm. But you've got to start where you're at. So he's challenging me about my body, not because he's against vitamins, but because there's a higher flow. Are you, I need to, I'm need i trying to emphasize this that nobody gets upset with me. God does not mind vitamins. He made your body to use vitamins. And our diet is, not, is deficient in many ways. Our soils are deficient. There's a lot of natural reasons. All I'm saying is your body needs it, but your body can create it with your words. Without popping 30 pills. But because we're so used to not believing in the power of our words, we'll take the pills. And what God's going to say to me is, I want you to start believing in your words. I want you to start believing me. Because if you're going to change a nation, you've got to start with your body. Are you listening to me? So if you're struggling tonight in your marriage, your words can change it. Just get, the, uh, just, get the know, just get God to show you in here. If you're struggling in finances, just get the word of God and start. you'll change it. If you're struggling with your body, if something's not working, and I bet there's a lot of people in here, not everything's working right. Don't feel guilty. Don't, don't let condemnation come. Just start to do the natural for the meantime, but start to build your faith. Start to get in the word and start to believe I have power in my mouth and my body will obey me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Heavenly Father, I thank you. I didn't go the direction that I planned on going. But I heard you say I've been dealing with you about your words I've been dealing with you about the 50 chairs being filled. I've been dealing with you about the money for your family member I've been dealing with you about your body and the pills Your words can change all that because they come out of your spirit and they're all powerful because they're from me So tell them about their words tonight. Tell them about their words tonight. Tell them about their words tonight. tonight. And that's how he said it, bold, loud, and strong. So I've obeyed him and I've told you about your words tonight. Your words can turn, it can bend the natural realm to the will of God, which is your will. Your words are so astonishingly powerful, you have no idea what is in your mouth coming out of your spirit. It is like a force from heaven coming out of you. You can change any situation. You can alter any circumstance. No matter how impossible it may seem. Because in the spirit realm, you can create things and your words release that creative power and then your natural realm follows suit and your hands gather it unto you. Lord, give them revelation tonight that their words out of their spirit is the life-changing force in their sphere. And let them start to meditate on it. Let them start to meditate on it and meditate and meditate until it's real to them. And let them start to practice and start to say things and they'll see it come to pass. Hallelujah. It will surely come to pass. And Father, let them stop being afraid when you ask something of them financially. Let them just immediately remember, God doesn't ruin my life. God's asking for that. God can have whatever he asks. He's God. If my pastor asked for it, my pastor's hearing from God, I don't even need to pray about it. Father, give me the seed. Now I speak to that seed. Come to me in Jesus' name. And Lord, we'll never struggle with another offering ever if people can get that renewed mind and walk in faith instead of fear about offerings. Lord, this is a wonderful congregation for tithing. They, they, they seem to got that. They've got that a few stragglers here or there, but the majority got it They got the revelation of the tithe and the little offering the general offering But father you're trying to bring them up to higher ground And this is not a pitch for the sap father. I'm not taking another offering for that I'm just talking general terms because I want them to get a renewed mind about this You never ruin our life. You never steal our joy. You never wreck our future financial plans When you ask, we say yes. And when we say yes, we release our faith and you will give us the money to sow so it's as if nothing even affected us. And sometimes you ask for a sacrifice, Lord. I know that. Sacrificial giving is part of the word. Lord, that's a different category. But I'm talking about we should not respond in fear when you ask us for money, Father. We should respond in faith. And I give you praise for it. Lord, I know this helped them. I wish everybody was here, but I call these seats full. I call every seat. Lord, a 50 immediate, but I call every seat full. I don't care how you do it, Father. I don't care how the angels do it. I call these seats full. I call these seats full. I call these seats full. Because this revelation is too precious to be falling on empty seats. There should be ears in every seat hearing and hearts receiving and bodies saying amen and amen. So I call it full, and it will be according to my word. I decree a thing, and it shall be a step. I don't care how long it takes. I call it full in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. You see, now my words will produce that. Praise God. You can join with me in your faith for that. You can be led by the Holy Ghost as you evangelize. But one way or the other, it's coming to pass. Because my words, my words are going to take care of it. Praise God. Watch how you joke. Watch how you speak negative. Watch how, watch what you say. You're training yourself not to believe. You're training yourself. Every time you complain, you're training yourself in fear. Every time you whine, you're training yourself not to believe what you say. Are you listening to me? Be careful what you say. Guard or put a guard. The Bible says the wise put a guard over their tongue. Praise God.